everybody. I'm Dane Gentry. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm going to be talking about the state of Alabama and something that went on in its prison system. Uh, it's pretty sad. Uh, there was a young man by the name of Daniel Williams. He was 22 years old. He had a 12-month sentence. And two weeks before he was scheduled to go home, the warden found him unresponsive. Uh, seen a lot of deaths in prison, and I don't understand why the warden was there. Uh, it's usually, you know, the guards find them and medical should have come and way before the warden ever got there. So right off the bat, you know, something's not right. Um, come to find out, the kid had been sold into whatever you want to call it. I've never seen this happen, but apparently in the state of Alabama, it's a big thing. A uh, kid had been bought and then they would be rented out and they could do to him whatever they wanted to do, whether it's sexual assault, beat him or what have you. Um, they rushed him. No, they didn't rush him. They got him to the hospital where he was declared brain dead. The warden told the family it was a drug overdose. So the family rushes in to, you know, go see him and all this, all these things. As they're coming into the hospital, a nurse stopped them and told them that he had been assaulted. Whenever they got into the room, they seen something that they'd never seen before. Uh, definitely their son, the father of their child, his girlfriend was there as well. And the father, um, he had bruises all over his body, cuts, his hands that looked and appeared as though they had been bound. Um, there was bruising up between his legs and all of these different things. And so they uh, wanted a rape kit done, and it was refused. Why that was refused at a hospital from an inmate who, sh without a doubt, showed all the signs. If you ask me, my opinion Seems to me like he was working with the prison, didn't want to get it out. Because, you know, this ain't, this don't, you know, break major news, you know, on the evening. So every now and then you'll get a story. It's just because a lawyer had it done. Most of the times you will not ever hear anything about it. So anyway, his name is Daniel Williams. He's 22 years old. The medical examiner, well, he was put on life support. And um, the doctor said he was brain dead. So they took the young man off of life support and he died two days later. The medical examiner and the doctor, the doctor also there said he had never seen anything like it. Um, and that's saying a lot. It was a doctor of 25 years had been doing it. And um, the, the question that I have is this. Why was a young man, 22 years old, doing a 12-month sentence for a petty crime, even around other inmates doing that much time? And come to find out the guy that they had, uh, a lawyer got involved. And finally got him to do the the rape kit. Um, I don't know myself if it come back positive or negative, but apparently it was positive because they had a suspect in it. Um, he had already been found guilty of numerous sexual assaults in the state of Alabama. Don't know what they got going on down in Alabama, man. I, I love Alabama roll tide, but I don't know about this deal here. Uh, they say that, I saw someone say, excuse me, that the state of Alabama was number one for um, – being the most dangerous prison, it's not number one for that. It's number one for the most sexual assaults. Uh, so I guess, you know, they gave for the stay down there, whatever you call it. Um, it's, it's just sad, you know, and in a year's time, 12 prison guards were arrested for assaulting inmates. Now, the only reason this happened is because someone's family filed a, a high-dollar lawsuit. So when they did that, they don't want to lose that federal money, you know what I mean? So they took the FBI in there, and they what they was they wasn't coming there to try to find these uh, officers guilty. They was coming to try to find them innocent, so they wouldn't lose the money. Um, 
that's how it goes down. Um, the father called the warden, cussed him out, and asked him why he had said that it was an overdose, and the only answer he got back was it's under investigation. Um, that, that's pretty sad, you know. Um, so much misinformation goes with these prisons, just like all the other misinformation that we get. If you go on YouTube and you look up Tennessee, and it'll tell you the top three most dangerous prisons in the state of Tennessee. By far, it is not. One of them is somewhat dangerous, but he, the uh, guy named River Ben. Now, River Ben, everyone's locked down unless you're on staff, so it, I don't see how that can be that dangerous. Yes, they have death row there. They're all locked down. The ones who are not, they're on a level three. They're not doing anything. They've been here 20 years, and they're not doing anything, so I don't know why this guy said that. And then he said attorney center. Now, years ago, without a doubt, back in the day, you know, the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, Turning Center was. This is not that way anymore. Um, I was at Turning Center. That was actually the last prison I was at. And a young man did die there. But, you know, death is pretty common in prison. And um, that kid died over stimulus checks um, or some kind of check. It wasn't a stimulus check because that was before then, I think. Yeah, it was. It was definitely before, I think. Yeah, anyway, uh, some kind of check the kid had got. And he didn't have, you know, people out on the street to get it or whatever. So um, some people... This other kid in there got his people to get the check, and then that kid didn't give him a check, and he told him. You know, I saw him tell him, hey, you got till 8 o'clock. I didn't know what he told him other than that. I just heard him say, you got till 8 o'clock, and then 8 o'clock came, and about 8.05, uh, you know, your code's being hit, and the kid's laying there dying. Hit him one time with a knife, and hit him in the lung, pierced his lung, and he died. Um, he didn't have that long to go, and the guy that did the killing didn't either. But So they both lost their life, basically. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that because, again, it depends on the other kid's family, whether they put up a big stink about it or not. Um, but he named Riverbend, Morgan County, Turner Center. Morgan County, part of Morgan County is a minimum security camp. It's one of the best places to be in the state of Tennessee. Now, what they call the Triangle is the newest part. What Morgan County is, is it used to be the old Brushy Mountain. And it looked like an old castle set right back up against the mountain. And the mountain come rose up behind it. And you come in there, it's a freaky-looking place. But they shut that down, and Paul Harvey actually done a show about that and said, if you ever want to see the scum of the earth, be at Brushy Mountain at Shift Change. Um, that's how it was. They were well, very well known for beating inmates. Uh, Morgan County is too. And what they'll do is this. They will take you and they will beat you and they will put you back in a maximum security area or uh, a.k.a. the hole. And when they come around with trays, you can't see what's on the food to be starved from. They will not feed you for about three days either. Uh, I've seen some very, very, yeah, just, yeah, some very bad things going on there. They they get a kick out of it. But a lot of that stopped. It's finally the gangs and organizations stood up and said, you're not going to do that. Um, what The whole thing is that if you are a, a petty criminal or whatever, and why are you being housed around, you know, these inmates that are doing these life sentences at another end? Case I saw him on two aisles was a guy, a few of them. Well, this kid here, he had about 90 days left. And um, used to have what's called inner yard. And it's like right outside the unit. And um, you can go out there and you play dominoes, play cards, shoot basketball, throw horseshoes. Some places you could throw horseshoes, depending. This place, actually, you couldn't throw horseshoes at. But anyway, they were playing dominoes and it turned into an argument. And the guy he was arguing with had four life sentences and was a well-known killer. And he let that bitch word come out of his mouth and back in the day that was a bad thing nowadays these kids in there they're playing slap ass and calling each other bitch or whatever but back then uh you wasn't doing none of that he did it and the guy actually gave him a chance to apologize and he told him fuck you bitch again 
about five minutes later, he was dead. One hit to the neck, he was gone. Another one, this was before this one, this was early on, in, uh, around 99, 2000, I don't remember, but somewhere in there, um, over two packs of pop rolling tobacco. Uh, at that time, I think it was 44 cents a pack, maybe 55, one of the two. So less than a dollar or maybe a dollar ten, this kid got through off the top walk and then commenced to be stabbed 17 times. You know, you, you got, they, if you was an animal when you went in, they make you an animal for the things they do and the way they treat you and all the stuff that goes on. Um, you know, Tennessee had a bad problem with locking you down. And all you're doing is, you know, you just chain somebody down like a dog, basically. You know, you put them in a dog cage, and uh, what do you expect is going to happen? Uh, so, uh, another case, I was sitting at a, at a table eating lunch or whatever it was. This this was that turning center back in the day. And the guy next to me, all of a sudden, I just see the front of his shirt go out. I see it go out again. It's because the dude was standing behind him, hitting him with a knife so long that it was going all the way through him. He actually lived. Um, another guy, they had what's called a blacktop there, and he was, uh, you go up on the blacktop, like part of the unit was way up on the hill, other parts were down the bottom. The blacktop is where, like, Chow Hall was, schools, and all these different things, and so it's it was like a paid blacktop, and that's why they called it that. But I saw more than one killing there, but this one, the guy was sitting on top of him, and every time he'd hit him, the knife would go all the way through him, and you'd see the sparks when the, boot, when the dude's body would raise up. Um, most people don't live. Uh, they'll life like you and do all these things. But um, I saw at Morgan County, two cellies had got into it. And it was in that, what they call SMU unit, securities management unit. It's a gang unit. They were on the level two part of it. And all that means is that you have a cellmate and you get to come out of your cell for an hour or two. And I think you get to go to the chow hall, I think. And they had two people in there and they had already asked to be moved, but they refused to do it. Why? Because they're dickheads. That's why. Uh, it would no would not hurt nothing if you would have moved in there telling them we're not getting along. Kept saying it, kept saying it. Um, and same thing, hit him one time in the lung. They let that man lay there and die and never tried to help him. The guy who died had been on death row at one time and got it turned over to life. But the nurses, the guards, no one ever attempted to even help this man. Not at all. He laid there and died. Uh, they may have called 911, but I, they probably not even hadn't even done that at that time. The problem is, is that the statistics and the numbers say that there is 14,876 inmates in the state of Tennessee. Uh, this is a two-year-old number that I'm looking at, um, and it says it has 5,000 employees, not 5,000 COs, correctional officers as they are called. So um, most Tennessee prisons are running on 61% staff. It's not 61% staff of the office. Not 61% staff of medical, it's 61% staff of COs. What was going on in the state of Tennessee is that the inmates started assaulting the guards, and so um, the TDO commissioner himself changed that from assault to inmate staff provocation. And the reason he'd done that is because when someone would go over and get a job, they wouldn't see no assaults. They'd see inmate staff provocation. And they would just think that was just like argument. You know, and look right over it. You know, I'm wanting a job, and they're probably nervous, or this, that, and the other. And what they don't realize is, is that there's numerous assaults that go on a day. Um, what happens is, is that, well, I'm, I'll talk about uh, about a prison. What that is the most dangerous prison in the state of Tennessee, uh, by far, right now, and probably always will be because they'll never get a hold on it. Uh, Tennessee adopted CCA prisons. There's four of them: uh, South Central, uh, Whiteville, Hardeman County. 
and Trousdale. They are by far the worst run that it is. TDOC is not in charge. TDOC sends a guy there who is supposed to look over everything. Listen, they don't care about your loved ones. I'm just telling you. I wasn't never one of them type of people that call home and, and say those things. I'd always say I'm all right, which I was all right. But uh, some are not, and I see them on their phones calling, and the parents are worried, and parents call, and most of the time you can't get nothing done. Some people can get stuff done. Most can't, but this is what they've done. This trials, they'll sit there empty for a long, long time. It was, it was originally built to be a federal prison, and they lost their funding or it just something happened, and so it sent there empty. It's right next to the little nuclear silo thing area. I think there used to be some nuclear stuff there in Hartsville, Tennessee. I really don't know. But uh, they uh, finally the state took it over. CCA did. CCA come in. Well, it wasn't even really finished. Um, the doors to the cells never locked properly, and they still don't. You can pop them from the outside. But what they done is they went into the SMU unit and got all their gang members and put them there, and they put it at about 50% capacity. It's I, I think it's the biggest host more inmates than any other one in the state, I think. Um, and then the rest of what they filled it up with was all the short-time and minimum security. Now, don't you tell me what fucking rocket scientists come up with that idea. But anyway, so what, immediately what started happening is a bunch of, a bunch of killings. Uh, and it goes also for the guards. Uh, there was a counselor that was raped and killed there. Um, this prison, if you were a shot caller, you could walk up to any guard, even the warden, and tell him, open that fucking door and open that fucking gate. I'm going across the compound, and they would do it because uh, they had the inmates had control of it. Um, in one case, there was a officer who was bringing stuff in, and uh, another organization two of the african-american gangs was different gangs one of them had the officer already bringing stuff in and the other one decided he wanted it or they and they went to him and basically gave him his address and told him um where he lived his wife and all these different things and that if he didn't bring it in what they was going to do to this family so this young man officer decided that he would be best for him to blow his brains out but before he did that he wrote a letter and told on every one of them whatever happened that i'm not sure i was actually there at the time that went on but uh, I'm not really sure, you know. Uh, the, the thing about it is, is that in prison, what do people want? They want drugs, they want tobacco. Tennessee took cigarettes out, so tobacco's become the number one thing. But that's how it goes on. It's, You know, when you look out in the world and everything's so expensive, it's not hard to talk to guards and, hey, man, you, it'd be easy. All you got to do is this, and they get talked into it. What they don't realize is it's a real situation when they're getting into because now it's blackmail. Now you're going to do it whether you want to or not, or we're going to do this, and, you know, because you got to remember, organizations and gangs have people on the street, too. It's not just in there. And so um, it's a sad thing. What needs to happen is that people need to go to the state capitals and stuff, and they need to push to say, if you're going to have them in there, they need to be around other inmates doing the same amount of time. It needs to be a level system, kind of like Arizona does, one, two, three, and four. Um, Arizona does that. And I was out there in jail waiting to be extradited back, and uh, I thought, wow, man, that's pretty good there. They do that. Uh, that would be smart. And Tennessee called herself trying to do it. Listen, man, Tennessee is so is poorly run. I mean, it's just, it's unreal, some of the shit that they do. Um, you know, there used to not be what was called protective custody back in my days, early days. They got it now. The main reason they got it was for child molesters. It wasn't for your loved one who was in there for stealing a lawnmower. It was for the one that was in there for raping kids. Uh, and so... What they'll do is, not them, they protect and listen to me. And, I, and there ain't nobody that works in the state of Tennessee that, cannot, that can deny this. 
They protect child molesters at all costs more than anybody else in the world. And you tell me why that is. They protect them. They let your son be thrown out to the wolves. Uh, there's been cases where uh, they've let them go in there and stuff like that. And that kind of brings me to my next story. I know everybody's familiar with 60 Days In, right? Well, the one that was in Clark County, Indiana, with the sheriff, Mr. Jamie Noel. Mr. Jamie Noel has now been charged with 15 felony counts of different stuff, corruption and all this stuff. And he was uh, forcing the people who worked in the jail to go to his house and paint his house and cut his grass and, and do all these different things. Uh, what happened is is that he saw that he was coming down and wanted to resign or whatever it was and get retirement. And so the other guys on there with him, Scotty Maples, he was the one that was always sitting there in the chair with him. He became the sheriff. He found a wire tap in the office and knew it was something. Something just wasn't right. And so he did this big investigation and come to find out this guy uh, was charged with all these things, corruption, uh, corruption employment, and then ghost employment. That's where he was making up that people were there working or what have you, getting paid, and they wasn't. Um, but the big thing is that this right here, and a lot of I've never in my life heard of anything like this. Uh, there's a federal lawsuit in federal basin going on because a CO, a guard, was paid a thousand dollars and give and to give the keys to the cells of the females to male inmates and let them go in there and rape these women. I want you to sit there and think about that for a minute. You know, women. Now, don't get me wrong, there's women that do go for assault, and there's a few murders here and there, but most of the time women are drug addict crimes, man. So your loved one's in there because they're a drug addict or what have you, and something like this happened to them. That is insanity. Now, this sheriff and this guard who done that, guess what they're going to get? They're going to get protective custody, too. It ought not be that way, man. It ought not be that way. This dude was a piece of shit. He got on the show and was all fake. And if you look, go back and look at some of them episodes, you can see the way this Scotty Maples looked at this Damien Noel guy. Like, he's full of shit with everything he's saying. He just knew it. Um, so kudos to this Scotty Maples guy for starting an investigation and getting that done. But um, whoever this guard was that let these inmates do that, man, he ought to be thrown out there in the middle of the population. But it won't happen. We won't go to Jim Pop. It'll never happen. Um, it's, it's a sad, sad thing. Um, Guards turn to look tend to look the other way a lot. Um, it's it's just a very common thing, um, and that's what, kind of the way people want it. But if you're in a compound where the heads and the heads is the heads of the organizations, if they got sense about them, and um, they will have it run to where listen, you know, this guards bringing it in, keeping the economy well. What that means is that there's plenty of flow of drugs and tobacco going around, and so they'll say, you know, we're gelling good, living good, and they'll try to keep it that way. But there's always a knucklehead. you got to remember that. Um, it's just how it is. I mean, that's how it is. Now, this the story I told of this kid, there's so many more stories like that. But the red flag for me immediately was the fact that there was a warden that found him. Um, that I mean, where was the medical man? Where was the CEO of that to work in there? You know, so, man, all of these, these jails and prisons across the United States of America are underrun. And, um, they use that as a big excuse a lot of times, and they're really not. Like Sumner County Jail, I'll keep you locked down, say they're understaffed, and there'll be three guards on the floor. I don't understand how you're understaffed. So um, they do that just for punishment. The living conditions in them are horrible, and they're only getting worse. 
Don't get me wrong. I understand. These were criminals, and you can say they deserve to go to jail, that and other, but do they deserve, did that 22-year-old kid deserve that? No. He had been done like that for days, man. He's in there, nothing he can do about it, man. They got him. You know, they won't let him get on the phone and all these different things. Like me, personally, I've never heard of that going on. Um, not in Tennessee. I never knew about a rape. There was one that was a supposed rape, but all it was was two inmates that got caught in a homosexual act, and one that was getting it, whatever, uh, hollered rape. Everybody knew that wasn't true. So, um, But that's the only, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. It, it probably did happen, but as far as I know, it didn't. Back to what we need to do is that, you know, people need to go to these capitals and, and fight for your loved ones, man. I mean, it's the only way you're going to be able to do it. You know, get a lawyer. That's really the best way. Getting a lawyer involved is the best way to handle any of that stuff because they can make a lot of noise when we can't. So um, I guess that's about it for this tonight. I hope everyone's doing well. Just think about these things for a minute, man. It's sad. This 22-year-old kid done that way in a prison where he's really supposed to be safe, but you're not safe in there. Everybody have a good night.